0: Hello and welcome to a solo edition of the Fantasy Football Now podcast. My name is Evan Flay, and today we're going to be taking a quick look at five of this week's 15 games and some of the storylines that dip into the fantasy world. We'll be back later in the week with other installments, but for now, we'll get right into it. And we'll start in Arizona with the Seahawks taking on the Cardinals. And right off the bat, the big question is, what's going on with Chris Carson and his fumbling issue? Is his workload going to be reduced? And if so, who's going to take the extra carries? Rashad Penny was out this week with a hamstring, so it, re- it remains to be seen if he's going to even be active for, for this week's game. If he's not in, CJ Process is only equipped to take five, six, seven carries. So who's going to get the extra ones? I think we know the answer to that question. It's Russell Wilson. So will he be able to build off of last week's successful rushing game? We'll have to find out. On the other side of the ball, Very similar question, will Kyler Murray continue to run? The Seahawks are allowing less than 70 rushing yards per game this year, so any potential success with David Johnson on the ground and any of the designed quarterback runs might not be in the game script at all. Moving on to Minnesota, where the Bears look to keep their winning streak going, and right off the bat, we just saw it on Monday Night Football, the continued development of David Montgomery. He is not the kind of running back. Like Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara, who can just take a single snap and take it to the house. He is the kind of running back who requires a consistent high volume of touches in order to build a rhythm. The benefit with that is though that once you have gotten the you know 15, 16, 17 carries, any further touch. Is going to most likely have success. He, he's going to become the player who gets better and better as the game goes on. It's just going to be about developing him over the course of the season and not burning him out. On the other side of the ball <laughs> Stefan Diggs. I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be hell to be a a, a Vikings fan at this point. I mean, to have such a talented and versatile weapon and have him be almost a non-factor, I mean, that's unacceptable. It's You can bet that the Vikings coaching staff is are, are figuring out ways to, to get him right again. We'll head out to Wisconsin next where the Eagles look to right the ship in one of the most difficult places for any visiting team to execute, uh, being Lambeau. And here's the thing. One of the quarterbacks, be it Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers, has to get back on track this week. And now I made a bold prediction in the earlier podcast today, but I'm going to make another one right now. When it comes to this game, it's going to come down to Zach Ertz versus Devontae Adams. And whoever has more targets, their team is going to win the game. And that is due in large part, to the chaos in both of the backfields. I mean, is it is it Miles Sanders? Is it Jordan Howard? Is it Jamal Williams? Is it Aaron Jones? At least on the Packers' side, you know that the majority of the talent rests in Aaron Jones. But then you look at this week's game, and who had the majority of the rushing yards? It was Jamal Williams, and it wasn't close. Next up, we'll head down to Atlanta for the Titans and the Falcons. And I, I hate to say it, but this kind of is a make-or-break game for Corey Davis. And listen, this is a really weird situation because Corey Davis is not the issue at all. Marcus Mariota is the issue. He is not a good quarterback. This isn't the University of Oregon anymore, and he's playing like it is. There's a reason why Corey Davis was drafted high in the first round a few years ago. He's a talented receiver. But when you have a quarterback who has shown a tendency to just sort of latch on and, and uh, has shown an unwillingness to, you know, sort of break out of his comfort zone, you get into a situation like this where, it's, we're coming into week four. And if a player hasn't done something and built up that rapport, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, built up that rapport with the quarterback, it's going to be very difficult to establish that down the line when other players like Derrick Henry, Adam Humphreys, Delaney Walker, A.J. Brown, when all of those guys have started making headway with, with Marcus Mariota. So Corey Davis is going to have to have a big game this week if he has any chance of staying relevant with the offense down the stretch. Key for the game for Tennessee, key to the game for Tennessee, I should say, if Delaney Walker and Derrick Henry can combine for thirty or more rushes and targets, they'll win the game. On the other side of the ball, the key to the game for Atlanta, it's simple. It's feed Devante Freeman. If the game flow allows for 20 carries or 25 total touches for Freeman, the Falcons will cruise. And that's regardless of whether or not Tennessee has reached the threshold that I laid out just a few seconds ago. Finally, though, don't expect too much from Austin Hooper. I know he had an amazing game yesterday. But when you look at the neglect that Calvin Ridley experienced, In week three you have to expect some kind of manufactured touches for that player and I don't think this week is any exception and finally we'll head up to Buffalo for a battle of two undefeated teams with the Patriots and the Bills and I was trying to figure out if it's if if you can even call it a trap game if both teams are undefeated I'm still not sure But one of the things that you can hope for with New England is for some clarity within their skilled position groups. As we know, James White was out in week three, and Julian Edelman bowed out early with a chest injury. So really trying to get an idea of where Bill Belichick, what direction he kind of wants this team to go in. Um, It'll be interesting to, to take a look at that. On the other side of the ball, I won't go so far as to say that Buffalo can do X and Y and they'll win the game, but I will say that if Josh Allen can run for 50 or more yards and limit his turnovers to one or less, the Bills will be in a position to win in the fourth quarter. Whether or not they take advantage of that, that's not up for me to decide, but they will be in a position to win it. That's all for right now, guys, but like I said, check back later in the week for more previews and analysis, and I will see you then. Peace out.